Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Talking Flutes with me, Claire Southworth. I'm going to bravely tackle the difficult subject of articulation today. Brave, because there are so many factors involved and it's difficult to know where to start or where to finish. But bear with me and I will try and lead you through the complex world of tonguing with a few of my favourite examples. One of my favourite examples of clear, beautiful and expressive articulation played by the one and only William Bennett with the Academy of St Martin in the Fields with the overture from Bach's orchestral suite number two. So what is it? Articulation is the use of the tongue to enable us to speak or play with clarity and so be understood by people listening to us. Almost all tutor books cover tone and technique before articulation. This is because articulation defines the beginning of a note and the success of the technique is dependent on a solid sound production with the coordination of the tongue, airstream, fingers and embouchure. The tongue isn't there to start and stop the note, but merely to clarify the start. If the tongue is used to stop the note, the airflow is affected and the quality of sound reduced. So the tongue defines the start of the note and shouldn't stop the airflow or end the note. Just as in speech, it is the clarity of the articulation which allows us to be understood. Articulation is our musical language. Speech is a mixture of consonants and vowels, and in flute playing it's a mixture of articulation and vowels. Vowels add an open and warm quality to your sound, whereas the articulation will create the drive and excitement. I like to use the string analogy when discussing articulation. Your tongue is the equivalent of the string player's bow and your tummy muscles the string player's arm. By imagining how a string player would bow a passage, which is visible, we can then be more creative in adapting the techniques we use. It's not enough just to say T. We need to add as much variety to articulation as a string player. So, for example, the strength of attack, length of attack, position of our tongue and the syllables we use. Articulation is often ignored in the early learning process because there are so many other aspects of technique to think about and successful articulation only happens when the tone is well produced, controlled by good breath control and the fingers are even. Try to have clear objectives before you start to practice articulation rather than just tonguing and thinking that you'll progress your level. Are you practicing to improve the clarity, speed, length, the dynamic or the variety? And there are so many varieties. Single, double, triple, flutter, legato, staccato, staccatissimo, tenuto, accent, lore. So, so many. We need to understand how we move the tongue, where it starts, how it moves, where it finishes and the shape. We also have to think about which part of the tongue to use and where in the mouth to articulate. There are two schools of technique in terms of where to tongue, and they're based on speech and language. Flute players will normally and naturally tongue in the same place as their language dictates. In France, the tendency is to tongue forward with the tongue between the lips. 
In England, the tongue is further back and higher, hitting the roof of the mouth where the gum meets the teeth. Both techniques are successful, but being able to use both will give you greater freedom and flexibility in performance. The closer the articulation is to the mouth hole on the flute, the better the clarity. Clarity is also affected by the amount of tongue used at the point of attack and the speed of attack. A more pointed tongue shape will add a crisper and clearer start, especially if coordinated with a faster movement. Successful articulation can only be achieved through a variety of approach, and this variety of approach enables you to progress. Remember to try different techniques and listen to the results. If the results aren't clear enough, then change something. What to practice then? Articulation practice should always start with tone production, because if the sound is not being produced well, then the articulation will not be clear. You need to know what you sound like in a legato passage, so that you can recognise any loss of tone quality in an articulated passage. I use many different excerpts to practice, but one of my favourites is Paganini's Moto Perpetuo. Let's listen to a quick excerpt from Moto, played on the violin. You don't need to play the whole piece, and you certainly don't need to be playing it at that speed just yet. Just pick a few phrases and think about how to practice. You can find the sheet music easily online or pick something that you already have that has continuous movement. So how to practice. First play very slowly and legato, that is all slurred. This is the time to concentrate on producing your best sound, and most importantly your most expressive sound. What I mean by this is using your vibrato to create an expressive, warm and expansive tone. One of the commonest problems I hear when players articulate is they forget to be expressive, so we hear dead articulation and not bright and alive articulation. Keep your fingers even and practice different dotted rhythms to help control your technique. If your fingers aren't even, you cannot coordinate your tongue and fingers. When you're happy that tone and fingers are good, Move on to the next stage, which is pulsing. Moto is in 4-4 time and uses semiquavers or 16th notes. Using your tummy muscles, pulse the first note of each beat. Listen to your tone and make sure it sounds as good as when you're playing legato. Now pulse the second semiquaver or 16th note of each beat only. Then the third and finally the fourth. Pulsing helps make you aware of your tummy muscles which support the breath and help maintain your tone. Little and often is the key to successful practice. Remember to pick just a few phrases at a time. So this first phase of practicing articulation uses no tonguing at all. It's just slurring everything, but using your tummy muscles to pulse. The next step is to add the articulation and we're adding it to the first of each beat alongside pulsing the first note of each beat. When you've mastered that stage, continue then to add the tongue to the second note of each beat only, then to the third and finally the fourth. I hope you're keeping up with this as I'm now getting into the nitty gritty of articulation practice. The method is to gradually take away the slurs so that you end up tonguing all the notes. 
slurring groups of two semis or sixteenths now, keeping the air flowing, don't let your tongue stop the airstream, and very importantly, don't shorten the slurs. Keep your ears open all the time. Now slurring groups of three, with the last semiquaver articulated. Then slur in twos, with two articulated. Next slur two, with six articulated. And finally, all notes articulated. Ask yourself, do I sound the same as when I played legato? Am I engaging my tummy muscles? Am I keeping the full length of the notes and not shortening? Does the articulation sound clear? If it's not clear, try changing the syllable. T, tu, to, ta, te. There are so many variables. The problem from a teacher's perspective is that we cannot see inside the mouth to check where the tongue hits and what shape it is. So each individual needs to experiment. Articulation can have the effect of slowing up the tempo, whereas slurs can have the opposite effect, speeding up. So listen to the evenness of your fingers. The other downside of articulation is that the tone can diminish, so practising different combinations of slurred and articulated notes can help the player hear if there is a difference in the tonal quality. In short, don't let the articulation affect your tone or rhythm. Think about the key bullet points that I've mentioned. Let me list them. Play legato first. Work on the sound production. Add different rhythms to establish even fingers. Introduce pulses. Add tongue to tummy pulses. Reduce the slurs. Build up the speed. Listen to the clarity. Change the syllables. Record yourself. So that is my introduction to articulation, not even scraping the surface yet. The next instalment of my articulation series will cover the specifics of single, double and triple tonguing. And to give you inspiration, here is Purcell's hornpipe with legato single tonguing. subject of articulation is tricky to explain. I'm going to publish notes and exercise on my website to link up with these podcasts. So take a look for the first article on articulation, www.clairesouthworth.com. Until next time, goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.